0: Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on ELO! Let's get it started. Uh, let's get it started. Here. Let's get it started.
1: Uh, let's get it started here. What's up, what's let's up everybody? Get it... Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. Uh, we're back with a brand new week. Very excited. I had a great football week last week. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and then we also had, we have golf, the U.S. Open coming up, Wits. And I know you're excited about that. We've had our first round. Leaders already selected, a couple of winners, some top 10s, some top 20s, but I think we need to recap our first losing weekend in in this stretch of golf we've done. We lost at the Safeway Open, it wasn't so safe for us, um, and Wits, how you doing today?
2: Doing great, man. i uh, very excited for the next few days. I know we got a uh, tee time starting at 5.50 Central tomorrow, which I guess means uh, 3.50 your time. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, first week of the NFL, was it was awesome. Great to be back. So we've got a jam-packed few days here.
1: Yeah, it is certainly going to be a jam-packed uh, next couple of days. Um, tomorrow's the big one, right? We start with Thursday Night Football as well. as like you said, early post times. J.T. Poston, who is going to be one of our guys, um, 6.01 in the morning. So uh, that's even earlier for me here on the West Coast. Um, any Anything to relay from last weekend? I feel like you had a dream. It looked good on the front nine, and then ever since the front nine, we just went downhill. It was just a money hole we kept digging.
2: Yeah, I had a dream about Cam Davis being uh, the first-round leader. And-
1: you heard it. We went to John Rom to win some money this weekend, and we used Betaline.ag to do it. Did somebody say playoffs, the NBA, MLB, and NHL, as well as golf are in the fedex cup playoffs they are at full swing and our partners at betonline.ag have you covered so take full advantage of sports being back and get into our action or get in on the action with hundreds of odds futures and props for you to bet on and there's always the online casino as well it'll never close and to be honest that's where me and wits sit most of the time anyways nice blackjack table wits might be playing some poker so see if you can go beat him hand to hand Anyways, head over to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag
2: and sign up today. Yeah, so Cameron Davis, you know, played a really good front nine and then I think had two double bogeys on the back. There was a point there we had four guys uh, within one shot of the lead. And unfortunately, Russell Knox ran away with it. So uh, we move on to next week. That's three out of five first-round leaders the past five weeks. Not bad. Um, so we get you guys tomorrow, and we will uh, take you through that. Um, but, yeah, overall, Roz put a lot of late money on a few guys, and nothing really hit. Stuart Sink was an animal on Sunday, and yeah, that happens sometimes. You know, That's why they call it gambling.
1: And that is, and I guess... Let's just go straight into the first-round leaders for this week. So this will get out um, hopefully tonight so people can get their their bets in with wits. Um, But first-round leaders, who do you have at the U.S. Open? It's going to be a tough, tough course. I know Jared's been sending us some funny videos of uh, what the course conditions like. The rough is super deep. It's not easy to get onto the green. And uh, wits, who do you have being the magic man?
2: Yeah, so we're gonna roll with five guys for this week. Um, excuse me, six guys. So I think the field is a little over 140 guys. So that gives us a little over three percent of the field. we've got two guys who are pretty short on the odds at Tommy Fleetwood and Tony Finau, uh, both 40 to one. A couple of reasons why I like these guys. Uh, Fleetwood played really well last week. Played an event on the European Tour and is notorious for playing tough courses. Really well, so you know Tommy Fleetwood um, is a guy that I really like in this tournament overall. And then Tony is just that prototypical, um, you know, big body, hits the ball far, is extremely talented. So I could see him doing well on this course. And then we're going to take three flyers and some very very big long shots. Uh, number one at 110 to one, we've got Jason Kokrak. Um, thing I like about Coke Rack, similar to Fleetwood, plays tough courses very well, hits the ball a long way. Uh, we were, it's going to be two key factors this week. You know, who can hit it long and straight? Because um, these approach shots into these greens, you know, they're they're going to be tough regardless, but it's nice if you have a guy who can hit the ball a little farther down the fairway because, um, you know, hitting out of the rough, you know, it's going to be tough for anybody out there. Uh, um, this is a guy who's actually playing his first major this week, so I think he's going to be playing loose. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough one, but he's another bomber. So maybe he gets hot in the first round and brings home a victory. And then this is kind of just uh, an off-the-cuff pick. JT Poston um, hasn't played particularly well the past few weeks, but I like him. There's just something about him. So those are the uh, yeah, those are the the five guys. And last guy. This is actually a pick from Rube, Davis-Riley at 225-1, to uh, Corn Ferry Stud. I think he might just pull it out round one here.
1: All of which would put money in our pockets, and uh, I think that's uh, that's something we need after missing on last week's tournament. We also have a couple winners between the two of us. We have Fleetwood and Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick at plus 5,000, Fleetwood at plus 3,300. Um, hopefully these are guys. Maybe not so much Fitzpatrick. Hopefully he goes on a hot run. But Fleetwood, maybe we get a couple more bets on him. Hovers around the lead, but isn't taking control until Sunday. Top twenty, we got. I got at least Corey Connors and Ches Revi, who is uh, Rube's nemesis as of last weekend. And top ten, I've got Fitzpatrick. Um, I'm expecting a big tournament out of Matthew Fitzpatrick. What I've heard, a guy who plays really well in uh, tough conditions. So I think he'll hang around and hopefully enough to win this tournament or finish in the top 10. Um, any lasting thoughts, the U S open weird time of year to be having the U S open, not normal. Um, and then we get the masters in November. seems like a weird shift. It seems like we got a lot of golf over the next nine months. So any lasting thoughts on the U S open before we break into the NFL?
2: Uh, yeah. Fitzpatrick's another key guy for me. Um, put a little money up front on him to win. Uh, I've also got him as a top ten at plus 425, so he's probably my my biggest key guy. Uh, some other guys I'm looking at. Um, I like Patrick Reed for a top ten play here at plus 350. Uh, you know, Patrick Reed is notorious for being a grinder, which I think is going to be absolutely necessary this week. It's this course is going to test everyone, um, so I like him in that position. I like Corey Connors. As a top ten play at twelve to one, and then looking at my top twenties, um you know we mentioned jason Kokrak as a first round leader. I've got him in there also have martin keimer uh former world number one at four to one to finish in the top twenty and then Hogard h o j g a a r d plus five fifty uh to get in the top twenty so overall, this is gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch in my I Hail Mary play is Lee Westwood to win two hundred and fifty to one. So we'll see if he makes the cut, but if he does and he's around on Sunday, a very interesting day.
1: Wow, silent. Nobody he didn't even tell the group. There's going Lee Westwood, so that's a surprise to us. Um maybe Thomas G Dolphy over here will listen and uh instead of listening to our fantasy advice, I'll take some golf advice for the first time. Um well That was Talking Golf, the U.S. Open. We're super excited for, and hopefully you guys get your picks in as well so you can enjoy the long weekend. All right, Wits. I start exactly where I left off last year, and that's four and one on the opening weekend picks. We had Green Bay plus two and a half.
2: Quick quick question for you. How many of your own picks did you take?
1: uh, That's a really great question, Wits. Uh, Let's... uh, I didn't take any. But anyways, Green Bay... Plus 2.5, big win. Aaron Rodgers looking like the MVP we know, and he will be all year long. You've got the Saints, minus 3.5, another win for your boy. Drew Brees didn't look too sharp, but Kamara put that contract to use, as well as that defense to Norris Jenkins with a pick-six on Tom Brady. I lost the Carolina Panthers at home to the Vegas Raiders. Um, I had a lot more hope in Teddy Bridgewater, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. A good fantasy day for Christian McCaffrey, but... Targets and touches went down by a lot. He did get in the end zone though. Um Patriots, minus six and a half. Took that one. Nice little win there. And the LA Rams against the Dallas Cowboys. Easy plus three. Putting me at four and one. Um, thank God for how bad the Cowboys are. They're gonna be another eight and eight year for them. Um Wits, you went three and two. Very respectable.
2: Yeah, I felt pretty good about week one. Um, if I oh, go three oh and two, I two against me though. Well, wasn't really betting against you. I just watched it. Um, sure. Yeah, if I go three and two every week, I'd be very, very pleased. But, Roz, I feel like before we get into our picks, just want to go over a couple things that I saw week one in the NFL, and you already mm-hmm. mentioned it. The Cowboys, just an absolutely, I thought, atrocious game by them uh, and Coach McCarthy. They looked like the same exact team. Just with a different guy at the reins. I mean, what, what were your thoughts on the Cowboys this week?
1: Uh, it's it's really interesting because I don't know how much of a Dak guy I am, um, and that's part of the problem. I really just don't like his demeanor and uh, in the interviews we hear him give. But they just there's so many weapons there, right? You got the Elliots, C.D. Lamb even got a lot of touches. Amari Cooper with 14 targets, c- catching 10 of them by the way and they score 17 points you have so many weapons your defense held the other team to 20 points if you're not scoring in the 30s and let's be honest what was the reason i wanted mccarthy out in green bay stop scoring over 30 points a game and that's a tough feat right but best offenses and good offenses at least get up there and that's what helps them win the fact they scored 17 points is brutal to say the least i yeah i think it's gonna be an average year for them
2: It just seems like it too. They didn't really come out with any spunk. Like I I feel like I felt like this was going to be maybe the year for the Cowboys, especially in that division, right? I mean, it's it's pretty much a cakewalk with two of the teams. Um, Philadelphia, I mean, they're they're always kind of hard to judge, but they had a brutal meltdown this week too. But one of the points with I think it was like nine or ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, chooses to go for it on fourth down on, like, the Rams' 15-yard line. And my thought was, like, you know, I I get it early in the game, but you're getting basically an easy opportunity to tie the game. And then they end up coming up with a terrible terrible play on fourth down in which a guy, you know, runs a crossing route and doesn't even get past the first down marker. And it was just – it was kind of the same old baloney for the Cowboys. Um, But I do have to say I thought that was a very – Very questionable call at the end of the game on that uh, offensive pass interference on Michael Gallup. It was a good sell by Ramsey, but I just I don't think you can make that call at that point in the game unless it's just brutally clear. And to me, it wasn't.
1: Right, and I think in my response to what my feelings were about the Cowboys, I even left that out. Right. So say the Cowboys did win on that drive and that penalty wasn't called, maybe even (coughs) tied it up. I still think to be in that position as the hyped. Or how hyped they were coming into the year, is unacceptable. Especially with, I think there is a regression with the Rams. Maybe not. I think their defense looked really good. And Jared Goff, it's going to be on his shoulders, much like it is Dak Prescott. Only one of them's already been paid. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, Jalen Ramsey definitely with the sell, and then loved his interview afterwards, where he said it was absolutely offensive pass interference, when it was very, very debatable. Um, wits. Any other takeaways from the weekend? Russell and Aaron Rodgers MVP candidates over Mahomes and Jackson.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think they'll definitely be in the race this year, especially if uh you know if their teams are doing well. I mean, Russ, Russ Wilson was amazing. You know, not, not going to say I'm super impressed because he's a great player, um, and his Falcons defense is an, an absolute train wreck, but you know he completed thirty one out of thirty five passes. Threw for four touchdowns, so he looked awesome. A couple other notes: this was like a rewind for the Detroit Lions of Week One last year, where they blew a 23-6 lead. 6 lead to the Cardinals, and this year they're up 23-6 against the Bears. Mitch Trubisky looks absolutely lost, and in the fourth quarter throws three touchdowns. The Bears take the lead, and even with all that, the Lions drop. Um, i hope he lives it down but that was a very rough week one game again for the lions and it makes me think matt patricia might be on a little bit of a hot seat here
1: well he's fitting the patriot mold right coaches that leave the patriots and then go lose everywhere else in the nfl just helps takes away some teams that the patriots don't have to worry about um yeah, that's embarrassing on the Lions part. For me, it's one of those weird games. Obviously, I dislike the Bears significantly more than I do the Lions being a Packers fan. But I either way, one of those teams had to lose. And I guess the Lions were just going to do what the Lions do, and that's blow games. So, And I know that as a Packer fan, last year we didn't have a lead for not even a second of game time against the Lions. And we still finished 2-0. Um Let's get into picks, which we only share one. Yeah, we only share one. And that's the New York Giants against your Chicago Bears. Plus five. You have them at plus five and a half. Um, I think the Giants, they uh, I, they didn't even really stay in it. That was a weird Monday night game. Um, But I do think they have more to offer than that. I also think that Mitch is going to be off again. I don't, I don't think Mitch is very good. I think there was a great fourth quarter but against a bad collapsing Lions team. I think this one will be close, and I think the Giants edge this one out. Um, Saquon's not going to be held in negative seven yards in the first half again. It just reads Giants take a, maybe even money line.
2: Yeah, I could see a money line play, but I agree with you. I like the Giants plus the points here. Um, you know, it, it was kind of a tough Monday night game for them, especially Saquon. It, it just seemed like they were... Daniel Jones was just under siege all night. That Pittsburgh defense is, is very good, just to say the least. But I agree with you here. Chicago, to me, with Trubisky at the helm, they're just not a very good team. Um, so I like the Giants to hang around here. And if Daniel Jones can make a couple plays, you know, I, I like taking the points. And I'll take five and a half, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, then we go, again, there's not a lot of parallels between our picks. I'm just going to go through my picks, and I'll let you rip yours after since you went first last week. I'm going to go Cincinnati tomorrow against the Browns, plus six. I think the Browns are atrocious. Let's just make that very blunt and clear. And I understand what happened in the Cincinnati game and how they did not finish well this past week against the Chargers, who are also a very bad team. I think Burroughs at home. I think this is going to be a fun one um, in his in his state, so we'll get it. I think this is going to be a good one for Burroughs. I think they actually shock the world, win this by double digits, and really send the Browns into a tailspin. Going for their next head coach, probably, what is it, their eighth in four years. I'm giving the worst numbers possible because that's what it's probably at. Um, Buffalo minus six. I think they're going to kick the shit out of the Dolphins, in my opinion. I think the Dolphins hung around a little bit. I think this is going to be the swan song for um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm going to do the same thing on the other or in the AFC. I'm going Tennessee is going to pound the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love it. It was huge that the Jaguars beat the Colts last year. Or not That's last year. Lie. Last week. That helped our survivor pools a lot. Tennessee is my pick this week in survivor as well as in gambling. Minus nine might not be enough. I think they're going to blow them out of the water. This is a bad Jacksonville team and people need to know that. Um, lastly, I have Houston plus seven. Now... This is an odd pick for me. I think this is a tester pick here. After being four and one, I think I'm going to go four and zero on those first ones, and I don't mind a loss. This is a tester because plus seven to full score. Um, it was even worse when they were against the Chiefs last week. If they get blown out again, is a harsh word. I don't know how blown out they were in week one. They did. They looked horrible. They couldn't stop. Um, they couldn't stop anybody. But this is the last chance is Bill O'Brien capable of competing at the top of the AFC? Because if they get blown out here, that's Chiefs and Ravens, and then what does it even matter if they make it to the postseason? You know? yeah, I, He's not going to get anywhere. So Houston plus seven is because I am showing faith in the Texans. Those, this is one of those that you can be entered onto the snip list if it doesn't go well.
2: Yeah, I could definitely see it going on the snip list, but you never know. I mean, the Texans will put together... Uh, during the regular season, and it could just be this week against the Ravens. So we'll see on that one. Um, so I'll take us through my picks right now. First one, uh, I'm going to take Detroit plus six traveling to Green Bay. You know, I think a little bit of this line movement just ha- kind of had to do with that week one. What was our first reaction? Green Bay looked awesome. They kicked the crap out of Minnesota. Detroit, it was just an, an utter and epic meltdown. But I, I really thought that Detroit was going to compete this year, and I still think they will. I think Matthew Stafford puts together and I, I think this is going to be a pretty close game actually. So, you know, whether or not Detroit leads the whole way and loses on a last second field goal, I'm going to take them plus the six here and my next pick, uh, I'm going to take the Broncos plus seven in the hook against the Steelers uh, Broncos week one. I liked what I saw on the defensive end of the ball. Um, you know, they more or less kind of shut down Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill looked pretty good, but to hold that team to 16 points, I was very pleased. But another coaching disaster by Vic Fangio, not using his timeouts in the fourth quarter. Brutal clock management, and they get the ball back with 17 seconds left instead of 45, and Drew Locke has to toss up a couple miracle throws. But Denver had no business losing that game. And I really like their chances to play a a tight matchup with Pittsburgh this week. Um, My next pick, I should have bet this pick uh, Sunday, or excuse me, Monday night. But the Rams opened up at plus one and a half a couple weeks ago. Now seeing some lines that they're minus one, pick them somewhere. We've got them at a pick, but I'm going to take the Rams uh, on the road against Philly. I think the Rams um, are a better team than they showed on Sunday night, even with the victory. I think Goff has a has a good game in this one. Philadelphia, Ugh. it was an atrocious week one loss to be up 17-0 against Washington and not score a single point in the second half. But I, I like the Rams a little better here. Now I'm going to take my first favorite of the year. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus four going on the road, or excuse me, at home versus Atlanta. I just don't. this Atlanta defense, and I think Dak puts up his biggest game of the year. Four touchdowns, 300 yards.
1: I mean, we'll see. Uh, you're showing some faith, actually, in the Cowboys. I wish I could show more faith in the Falcons. I guess I didn't know their defense was that bad. That offense, again, it's just, there's so much. There's so many weapons on that offense. What the hell is wrong with the Atlanta Falcons? But uh, It was,
2: yeah, it was the Super Bowl, man. They never...
1: Yeah, I think they're trapped in that universe, man. I don't know if they're ever going to be able to get back. Wits, before we leave, big matchup this week. <laughs> Wits versus Raz in the KMMML week two matchup. How does it feel? We're both coming in 0-1, both losing our first week matchup. And uh, it's exciting. I see you made some moves on the waiver wire. You went after a tight end who might have had the biggest week last week. Um. Looks like you're gearing up to try to come and kick my ass.
2: Yeah, that's that is the plan. It was a tough week one, but you know I'm not really worried about the early season losses. I started off 0 2 last year, so been here before. But yeah, we did did make a couple shakeups. Uh, interesting quarterback play this week um, for myself. I am actually starting uh, MVP Mitch, so I'm hoping he goes off for 35. I've got a good feeling going to be a high-scoring matchup against New York. Wow. <laughs> the first
1: time I you ever... didn't see that, did I... you? No, I, I don't really know how to respond. I know he's waiting for me. The only thing I've got to decide is which tight end I want to play. Um, I know uh, I got, I've been let down year in and year out by tight ends, but I think I have the one. I have the one that has the best opportunity to have a, a great season. Um, I might even have two, but both had horrendous first weeks that uh, didn't help me in my quest to get a start one and o. Um but wits, best of luck. We can be cordial. Best of luck to you. I'm sure there'll be some shit talking off the air. Um, but I'm coming for you. I'm com- I'm looking to be one and one and uh keep moving forward in this K M M L season. Um any final thoughts, Wits, before we uh sign off and get this up for
2: the for the peeps. Uh no, just uh enjoy uh Enjoy the U.S. Open. Enjoy football. Um, got a great four days out of us here.
1: That we most certainly do. So we'll catch you next time, everybody. This has been the opening line with your hosts, Wits and Roz, where we like to keep the line moving. Peace out, everybody. Yay!
0: Yeah.